0: We give glory and honor to God for granting us this opportunity and yet another year to share with you. This is Adventist Already, the voice of hope. I'm your presenter Samuel Mangi. Maureen Kombuka is in standby with the Family Life segment. Today she'll be talking about creating family time. Pekirunga will also be joining us with a very interesting topic during the Bible session. Masalio Singers will start us off with the song Iko Wabi. Enjoy.
1: I will in I
0: Adventist is already the voice of hope that has not give way to Maureen Kwamboka to talk about creating family time. Be blessed.
2: Well, dear listener. Welcome to today's Family Life program. Today we are going to look at creating family time. I'll start with a question for you. Do you have a minute for your family? Today we are going to look at different ways that you can create good time for your family. First, we are going to start with how you are going to make your family appointments. If business appointments keep you from spending time with your family, Perhaps you should start making appointments with them. Consider the example of Connie Giles, a busy executive. When her children wanted to do something with her, she would usually look in her schedule book and say, I'm sorry kids, I already have an important appointment. One day her son asked, Mommy, do you think I'm an important appointment? Why don't you write my name down in your book? From then on, she reserved time with her kids and wouldn't miss those important appointments. Our children are grown now, but the times Connie remembers and cherishes the most were not committee meetings and conferences. They were the appointments with her children to go backpacking, deep-sea fishing, and stargazing. Why not try what Connie did? Take out your schedule book and make the most important appointments of all. Think about... Ecclesiastes 3 verses 1, which says, To everything there is a season, a time for every purpose under heaven. Another way to know that you spend quality time with your family is quantity versus quality time. Do you have it with your family? Quality versus quantity is an age-old argument when it comes to spending time with children. But to be an effective parent, you had better be sure you give your children both. Consider a morning when mom screams, come to breakfast, and fumes when milk is spilled. Then dad yells, hurry up, you're going to make me late. This is time together, but it's certainly not quality time. Where does quantity time come in? According to a study by family researcher, the typical father of a one-year-old spends only 37.7 seconds per day with his infant. If that's all the time you are spending with your child, there's no way you can pack in enough quality to have a meaningful relationship. Make sure you give your children plenty of both quantity and quality time. From this, look at Matthew 26 verses 40 to 41, which says, Watch, could you not watch with me one hour? Watch and pray, lest you enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Another thing is spontaneous time. Do you spend time with your children on the spur of the moment? When my son Kevin was three, I was busy writing an article on the importance of spending quality time with children when he asked, Mommy, can I help you type? I said, Kevin, I'm very busy writing an important article and I don't have time to let you type now. Dejected, Kevin retreated to the other room. As I read over the last few sentences of my article, the light downed quality time together. That's what Kevin needed now, not later. Okay, it's your turn. I called. As his fingers flew over the keys, I sat back to enjoy my son. But after three minutes, he hopped off my lap, said, "I'm finished," and disappeared. Kevin, I just wanted some love and attention. Why don't you start giving more spontaneous time to your child today? Look at Psalms 127 verses 2 to 3. It is senseless for you to work so hard from early morning until late at night, fearing you'll starve to death. For God wants his loved ones to get their proper rest. Children are a gift from God. There is reward. Love and attention is also another thing for you to have a quality time with your family. You just came home from work. You're reading the paper and your little one runs up to you saying, Daddy, come outside and see what I've made. What do you do? Unfortunately, most of you will say something like, Not now. Can't you see I'm reading? Daddy, please, I can't wait. I want to show you something. Please come outside. He asks over and over until you get frustrated. You threaten him if he doesn't leave you alone. He retreats momentarily but soon reappears with a flying leap right to the middle of your lap and the newspaper. Most of us will try to correct this obnoxious trick with punishment, but what is he saying? I need some positive attention, I can't wait. Next time this happens to you, meet his needs and spend some time together, and I guarantee you'll both enjoy the evening more. Read Proverbs 3 verses 27, which says, do not withhold good from those who deserve it when it's your power to act. Another thing is team spirit. How is your team spirit? I'm not talking about a football or baseball team, but your family. Your family needs team spirit if it's going to survive in our fast-paced world of today. Consider the example of Diane and her two children. As a single parent, Diane felt overburdened with financial and parental responsibilities. Our days are filled with working full-time school and running. Our kids spend most of their time at friends' houses. This family needed a serious revival of team spirit. If your family is heading in that direction, start doing things together. Start living for each other, not just for yourself. And make your home the most attractive place on earth for your children. Fun things should be happening there. Fulfill my joy by being like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord, of one mind. That comes from Philippians 2 verse 2. Lastly, have innovative time together. If you ever wanted to do something with your child, only to have the child prefer being with someone else, Chad had always been tucked into bed by his mommy, but after his dad's schedule changed to allow him free evenings, he wanted to put his son to bed. The first night dad tries this, Chad cries for mommy. So dad got creative. While mom tucked Chad in, dad snuck into the room on his hands and knees and tossed a soft toy onto his son's bell. Chad tossed it back. Back and forth the toy went, accompanied by Chad's squeals of delight. Finally, daddy popped into sight, hugged Chad, whispered a prayer, and tucked him in. The next evening, Chad said, I want daddy to put me to bed the same way, and this became their bedtime ritual. Sometimes you need to use your imagination to become a winner with your kids. Let's read Psalms 128 verses 1 to 3, which says, Blessing on all who reverence and trust the Lord on all who obey Him. Their reward shall be prosperity and happiness. Your wife shall be contented in your home. And look at all those children. That is God's reward to those who reverence and trust Him. Hope you've been blessed. Till next time, goodbye. I've been your presenter, Maureen Campbell.
0: We appreciate those who have given us their thoughts concerning this program. We are here just for you. For those who have never communicated to us, you can start today by writing to the producer, Adventist Soul Radio, PO Box 4227600100 code Nairobi, Kenya. Our email address is awnairobi at ek.adventist.org. Here's the song Jesus by Masalio Singers.
1: Jesus coming again. Jesus coming again. 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 In the daytime, in the night time. Jesus coming again. Jesus coming again. Jesus coming again. In the daytime. In the night time. Jesus coming again. Jesus coming again. Jesus coming again. In the daytime, in the night time, Jesus coming again. Never never cease to pray. In the daytime, in the night time, never never cease to pray. Sun the Nodibka. Never never cease to pray. In the daytime, in the night time, never never cease to pray. Soon the No one knows our No one knows our. No one knows In the daytime, in the night No one knows our. No one knows No one knows In the daytime, in the night daytime, in the night never never says to pray, time, never, never says to, to, to pray, in the daytime, in the night never never cease to pray, soon the law will never never cease to pray, in the daytime, in the night never never cease to pray. In the nighttime, in the never, never cease to pray. Soon the Lord will come. Never, never cease to pray. In the daytime, in the nighttime, never, never cease to pray. Soon the Lord will come.
0: I hope that you've been looking forward to the Babel segment join me as I welcome Becky Arunga she's going to talk about hear this and understand
3: How beautiful it is to be in God's presence, to learn of Him and of His patient ways. Just to know that God cares is a privilege that we have as mankind. And this day God is bringing us to a higher perspective of life. And even as we proceed, I would love us to share a prayer. Before then, I am Becky Arunga. Let us pray. God our Father, you have called us to your divine presence, to teach us your word, and to help us to get rid of the things that easily beset us. And I pray, Lord, that may your spirit of truth be our teacher, to guide us, to walk with us, and to bring to view the things of life that we ought to know. Thank you for your loving kindness. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Beloved of God, it is always joy to know what God wants to us in our life. It is always a privilege to be on the right side of God's kingdom because by then we shall be able to know exactly what his will is in our life. Now I invite us to the study of God's word. The book is Mark chapter 7 verse 14. B. This is what Jesus is saying. When he had called all the multitude to himself, he said to them, Hear me, everyone, and understand. There is nothing that enters a man from outside which can defile him. But the things which come out of him, those are the things that defile a man. If anyone has ears to hear, let him hear. If anyone has ears to hear, let him hear. Jesus is coming out and bringing to us a very clear perspective of life. He is saying, hear me, everyone, and understand. There is something that all of us need to hear and understand. And this is the thing. That there is nothing that enters a man from outside which can defile him. But the things which come out of him, those are the things that defile a man. And it is interesting because Christ is giving the concept of out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Or rather... From the heart springs forth the issues of life. When someone is able to say something, it is not that it came by accident. That is what they are made up of. It's like a salty fountain can only produce salty water. Equally, a fresh water fountain can only produce fresh water. And that is what it goes without saying. That from the heart springs forth the issues of life. And so Christ Jesus is giving a reactionary statement to the general perception of the people around, rather the Pharisees and the scribes, that on account of failing to wash your hand, you shall eat food and it shall defile you from within. But Christ is bringing us to a higher perspective and is telling us, a man is not defiled by what goes in, but it is what goes out that defiles a man. Understanding this may need us to clearly know what exactly did Jesus Christ mean when he said this to them. It says in verse 17 of Mark 7, When he had entered the house away from the crowd, his disciples asked him concerning the parable. The parable we are talking about is a parable that says that nothing enters a man that defiles him, but out of his heart. Out of the abundance of his heart the mouth speaks. And verse 18, so he say to them, Are you thus without understanding also? Do you not perceive that whatever enters a man from outside cannot defile him, because it does not enter his heart but his stomach, and is eliminated, thus purifying all foods? And he said, What comes out of a man, that defiles a man. For from within, out of the heart of men, proceed evil thoughts, adulteries, fornications, murders, thefts, covetousness, wickedness, deceit, an evil eye, blasphemy, pride, foolishness. All these evil things come from within and defile a man. Now, God is saying it is not the things that are outside. Because when you eat food, it doesn't go to your heart. It goes to your stomach. After digestion is complete, it is removed out as waste. It has nothing to defile you. But what defiles a man has everything to do with within, from their heart, from their thoughts. Out of them proceeds things like murders, adulteries, fornication. And that is what God, Christ Jesus, is teaching us this day, that we may have our minds transformed. Paul is writing the church of Rome in Romans chapter 12, a verse that we might be all conversant with, and it's something that we need to know and we need to comprehend. Jesus is saying, as Paul is inspired, I beseech you therefore, brethren, Romans 12, 1 and 2, by the mercies of God that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, Which is your reasonable service? That Christ is telling us through the Apostle Paul that even though what goes in does not defile a man in form of food, but is asking us instead what we need to do so that from our hearts may spring forth the issues of life is this one thing. Offer or present your bodies as a living sacrifice. We know very well that when the laws regarding the sacrificial system was given, the Lord said he does not want anything with blemish. He does not accept any sacrifice that has a blemish in it, but he is asking us to offer our bodies entirely, wholly. Why? Because when you are in Christ, you are a new creation. It is no longer you who lives, but Christ lives in you. Therefore, it is possible to offer yourself entirely to God because you are no longer defiled as Christ Jesus is in your heart. It is your reasonable service. If you ever needed anything reasonable, the most reasonable thing to do is to offer yourself as a living sacrifice to God. And verse 2 brings us to view with what Christ meant by from the heart springs forth the issues of life. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. It is possible to do that which is acceptable before God. It is possible to prove the perfect will of God. And this is what God is saying, that hear me, everyone, and understand. It is not about what you eat. It is about what you feed your mind with. It is about what you feed your heart with. If you feed your mind with the things of God, you shall continually think upon the things of God. That is why God is saying you're laying aside his commands and teaching tradition. Why? The commands of God are not received through the stomach. They are received through the mind. They are perceived through the mind. And it is by living and taking heed to them that we are able to live daily. So this moment, I invite you to think through your life. Before you pick that cloth that you're wearing, it is because of the perception in your heart. Before you think of that food you're preparing, it is because of the thing in your heart. If your heart is given to modesty, you will choose a modest cloth. If your heart is given to giving glory in food or in drink, you shall prepare a healthy meal. If your heart is given to glorifying God in all you do, you shall listen to music that is heavenly. And that is the parameter. It is the baseline of it all. If you're given to serving God in its fullness, if you're given to giving glory to God in all that you do, then your actions shall mirror that which is in your heart. I cannot know your intention, but your action will show the intention that you had. It is through your action that I can know whether you desired good or you desired evil. Now I invite you to be in God's presence, to tell God exactly what you want. Have you been giving much consideration on the things that are outside? God is inviting you again to think through deeply, search your heart. Allow him to search your heart through and through till your heart becomes a home for God. Let us pray. Lord God Almighty, come and make our heart your home. Come, Lord, and give yourself a portion in our heart. For we cannot give it. Just take our heart and consecrate it for your service. Lord, I pray for my dear listener who has been giving heed to the things that are of no relevance in his Christian work. And I just pray, Father, that you may give him that higher perspective of life to know exactly what life is and what it means to serve you. Thank you for your reminding us that from the heart springs forth the issues of life. I pray, Lord, that may your word of truth find an indwelling place in our heart, that day by day we may live the life worthy of our higher calling of faith. Thank you for I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Beloved, I am most grateful that you found time to be in God's presence. Now I pray that may the Lord bless you and keep you safe till we meet again.
0: It has been nice having your company in case you have any views comments or questions about the show please send them to the producer adventist all radio p.o box 4276 code 00100 nairobi kenya our email address is Nairobi at ek.adventist.org until next time i have been your presenter samuel Mwangi.
1: I'm ready. i i uno je tu je bukoze kanamu yake mungu tu bila On a Naniko, naku abudin mi, kaili tuja kufasute, kwa gadau yangu. Nanita si mama, naku tete ya inmani. Nanita si mama, naku tete ya inmani. Tu doko nae tu you. give